Welcome to God With Us with Pastor Daniel Hahn of the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches. It is indeed a great blessing to have you here with us today as we continue to share the exciting truths that are alive in the Word of God. Today's message is for the world and everyone in it, including you. God's love has come for you in Jesus Christ, His Son. Let's join Pastor Han now on God With Us. Please pray with me. Father in heaven, we can never thank you enough for the wondrous love you have revealed to us in your dear Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. We praise you for his appearing, for his works of mercy and love, and especially for his atoning death on the cross and his glorious resurrection from the dead. As we wait for him to appear again with all his holy angels, guard and preserve us in holy faith, Comfort us by your mercy and make us bold proclaimers of your love in Christ by our words and deeds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our reading today is from the third chapter of John, beginning at verse 14. Jesus said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This is our scripture. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Many of you will remember a time when the people in the stands at a football game were not cardboard cutouts, but in fact, real human beings. Remember that? And some of you will remember a time, maybe a little bit earlier, when among those people crowding the stands, you could reliably find one or two waving a cardboard sign saying, John 3.16. Remember that. In my memory, those folks were often in the end zone, so when the camera was focused that way and the action was happening there, you could read that sign clearly. And of course, the folks holding those signs were hoping that somebody out there, someone who needed to know, might just open a Bible and read those words from John 3.16. We can debate just how effective 
such an evangelism effort might be. But there is no debate about the power and importance of that particular passage of Scripture. It's a passage known and beloved by millions, even billions of Christians, and speaks not only about the heart of the gospel message, it fully displays the loving heart of God himself. Martin Luther called John 3.16 the gospel in a nutshell. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I want to think on those wonderful words for a bit today that we might treasure them more fully in our own hearts and be enriched by them. First of all, let's consider who this passage is about. It's about God and it's about the world. I don't know if you could get two more different things in the same sentence. God, the world. God here is clearly God the Father, since the passage goes on to speak of his Son. So this is God, the first person of the Holy Trinity. He, the Almighty Creator, the sinless and eternal one, he loved the world. Well, they say opposites attract, but this is astounding. I don't know about you, but I hate the world, or at least I often hate the world. I see how people treat each other and talk about each other, spewing gossip and spite. I see the self-absorbed lives of so many. I see the greed that seeks the advancement and enrichment of self. I see laziness and apathy about things that matter much more. I hear the raging voices of mobs red with anger, this side hating that side and vice versa, and everyone feeling justified in their hating. I see the flaunting pride of human sin unashamed of any wickedness at all. But maybe what I hate most about the world is the realization that I am a part of it. I'm not somehow safely removed from the vile impulses that I see in the rest of the world, sitting on some lofty perch high above it all. I'm in it. I'm a part of it. As much as I disdain the sin that I see in others, I cannot escape the reality of sin in me. We talk about the fact that we all fall short of the glory of God, but I can't even live up to my own very meager expectations. How much more so God's. I always fall short. Mea culpa. Mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I hate the world. But God loves the world. God loves you. God loves me. And how can that be? 
I truly believe that the greatest mystery of the Christian faith is not the Holy Trinity or the two natures in Jesus Christ or the real presence of Christ in the Holy Sacrament. The greatest mystery of our faith beyond all understanding is the fact that God loves people. And not just a few really good people, he loves all people. And to have the Christian faith is to have the spirit-given realization that this means you, that God personally, deeply loves you and gave his only son to die for you. God loves the world. It seems like an impossible thing. When we say, with God, all things are possible, we we usually think of that in terms of his raw power, that there is no work or miracle beyond his almighty ability. And of course, that's true. But it's true in other ways as well. This impossible thing of loving those who are completely unlovable and who deserve no love at all, God does. In fact, when Jesus spoke those words that with God all things are possible, it was in the context of God showing mercy to those who did not deserve mercy. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Men can't do it. But with God, all things are possible. And God loves the world. And he doesn't just love the world. John 3.16 says God so loved the world. That little word so packs a wallop. Because the love of God isn't just any old love. It's the most unbelievably wondrous, generous love of all. The Greek word here is agape, selfless love. And the full extent of that selflessness is revealed in the way that God loves. He sends his only begotten son. That phrase makes the whole verse, doesn't it? That's the wonder of it. This isn't that God cared enough to send his very best. Thank you for the card, God. God sent his son, his beloved only son. This past week, I had the joy of talking to a dear friend of mine, Richard Coors. I've always felt that Rich was one of the most, no, let me say the most, truly generous person I have ever known. Generous not just in sharing material things, but generous in spirit and in word and in action. And I'd like to think I've learned a little bit about being a more generous person from him. But what we see in John 3.16 is infinity times greater. God sent his only son his very heart for us, and nothing short of it. And God gave him in the absolute fullest way possible. God gave his son to be born into our flesh, to become part of 
this world as one of us. And God gave his son in the flesh unto death, into the hands of sinners for whom he willingly suffered and died. This is love that doesn't hold anything back from us. And it's love that is out there for all the world to see. After all, God nailed that love in a very public place, high on Calvary's hill. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Gave him completely. John 3.16 then is a Good Friday verse. It's about the cross. That's what it means to give his son. Just look at the lead-in to John 3.16. Jesus says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, lifted him high up on that pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That verse even shares the same ending as John 3.16 about believing in Jesus for eternal life. John 3.16 is about the cross. And it's also about faith. Believing in, trusting in the reality of God's love and the gift of God's love in his son. God loves all people. Jesus Christ died for all people, the whole world. And in the gospel, in that good news, God places the riches of heaven at the fingertips of every single person. No one is excluded from this promise. And because it is God's promise, the words of John 3.16 both invite and give the faith that takes hold of the promise. This promise is to be believed. This love is to be received. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, in Jesus the Son, should not perish but have eternal life. That word perish or die means not just physical death, but eternal death in hell. Without God's love coming to the rescue, that's the course the whole world has been set on since the Garden of Eden. Part of me would like to say to you that the world is on the express train to hell and having a grand old time of it. But I don't think the second half of that statement is actually true. This perishing world of ours is indeed on the express train to hell, but I don't think many are actually enjoying it very much. As godlessness increases, so does misery. Rebellion against God, against his will and his ways, always fails to deliver on the happiness and contentment that were sought. Perishing is miserable business. But Christ came that we should not perish. On the holy cross, he placed himself between us and death. He died in our place. John 3.17, 
says God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus did not appear in some morally neutral world that was neither bad nor good, a world that was doing just fine on its own. He came to a world that was fully corrupted by sin and broken by sin. He came to people who by that sin were destined for hell and who could not save themselves. He did not come to condemn the world. The world was already condemned by its own doing. He came as Savior. Sometimes people hear the word of God speaking against a certain behavior or a certain attitude as being sin, and they react very defensively, as if somehow it was not a sin until God dared to point out the fact that it was sin. No, it was a sin all along. God is not coming to condemn the world by saying that something is sinful. He's speaking the truth in a world that is already condemned because God loves the world and wants to save the world and all the people in it, including you. Think of it this way. Your child is about to wander heedlessly into oncoming traffic. And imagine that they're stomping off toward that road because in this moment they're mad at you. Why would you pull them back? Is it because you are an uncaring bully? It be, is it because you, you want to keep them from doing what they clearly want to do? No. You do it because you love your child and you would do anything to spare them from being harmed. In fact, you would rather have yourself hit and killed by that traffic than have anything happen to them. That's what God is doing when he says no to things that we can't see the harm in. That's what God is doing when he gives his own dear son to die for you so you might live. Though perishing in sin and under condemnation, God's love set us free. Believing in Jesus, we do not perish, but have eternal life fully by his grace. And just when does that eternal life begin? If your brain answered that it begins when you die, well, you're dead wrong. Your eternal life began the moment you were joined to Jesus the Savior. For most of us, that was our baptism. For others, it was that time when they first heard the gospel and God brought them to faith. That moment when you first believed, whether or not you could intellectually process the faith, that moment when you were joined to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's great gift of love, you began to live eternal life. And that means death has no power over you, for not even death can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 3, 16. Our world needs those 
signs to be held up in stadiums again. They need to hear it from our lips as well. The world needs to know. All people need to know. There is hope. There is joy. There is real love. Eternal love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of God With Us. This program is brought to you every week by your friends of the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches and this radio station. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to a special service presentation on Sunday, April 11th, 2021 at Bethel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Glenshaw, Pennsylvania. This special service presentation is brought to you by the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches as their members are joining together to provide an uplifting, powerful, and beautiful celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is called the Stations of the Resurrection. Come and bring the whole family as you will enjoy inspiring scripture readings from the Bible, a joyful noise bell choir, and a tri-parish vocal choir as they present this moving, holiday-enhancing experience of the resurrection of our Lord. Make sure you mark this on your calendar. Appropriate social distancing will be observed. Bring the whole family. The location of this wonderful event is Bethel Evangelical Lutheran Church, located at 301 Scott Avenue, Glenshaw, Pennsylvania, 15116. The program begins at 3 o'clock p.m. Admission is free. Again, come to the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish presentation of The Stations of the Resurrection, Sunday, April 11th at 3 p.m. for a wonderful time of blessing and reflection. And remember, all are welcome. invite you to join us for Sunday worship at one of the congregations of the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish. All are welcome. St. John's Lutheran Church, located at 501 North Avenue, Millville, Pennsylvania, 15209. St. John's phone number is 412 
with worship every Sunday at 9 a.m. Bethel Lutheran Church, located at 301 Scott Avenue, Glenshaw, Pennsylvania, 15116. The phone number for Bethel is 412-486-5777. 412-486-5777. With worship every Sunday at 1015 a.m. And Zion Lutheran Church, located at 237 37th Street, Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania, 15201, with worship every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Zion's phone number is 412-621-2720. 412-621-2720. You can find St. John's and Bethel on Facebook, or on the web at www.stjohnsmillville.org and www.bethelglenshaw.org. You can also email us at godwithuspittsburgh at gmail.com. That's godwithuspittsburgh.com at gmail.com. Until next time, may our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God with us, always be with you.